What is up, everyone? My name is Stu, and I am Bonkers for Bourbon. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Contact me, Bonkers, the number four, bourbon at gmail.com, or at Bonkers number four, bourbon on Twitter, or Bonkers number four, bourbon podcast on Instagram. I'm a lover of all things bourbon, so thank you, and join me on today's ride. What is up, everyone? My name is Stu, and I'm Box of Bourbon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I cannot appreciate enough the love and support the bourbon community has given to this cast. Thank you from all my heart. Today for you, I have another bourbon review. This one, a listener-submitted review. Listener-submitted bourbon. By the way, contact me, bonkers, number four, bourbon at gmail.com, if you want to, you know, trade stuff. Can't really say what it is legally. But thank you so much, listener Don, for this submission, as I'll be reviewing for you today, Booker's Kentucky Chew. It's 2018-03. It is a six-year, four-month, and 12-day-year-old bourbon, 63.35% alcohol by volume. That's 126.7 proof to you or I. Uh, I want to say that he did the math, but nope, I think he just caught it from the bottle. Thank you for the information. Really, really appreciate it. Let's get in to this version of Booker's. We got any lube? Like at this point, even olive oil would help me get that drawer on stuff. Alrighty, righty, Booker's. Now, if you're a fan of the cast, they've listened to all the episodes, and I'm sure you have. Uh, I have already done a review on a Booker's product. I did a review of Booker's Bourbon. This was the front porch bourbon. So Booker's, obviously named after the former master distiller of Jim Beam, Booker No. Currently, his son, Fred No, and his grandson, Freddie No, are tag-teaming the distillery at Jim Beam right now as master distillers. And you have Booker's being produced now by Fred No. And Freddie No, Fred's son, is producing his own batch or own version called Little Book. The grandson of Booker No, creating Little Book. This, though, is Booker's. This is a Kentucky Chew. Thank you so much, listener Don, for sending this in. Can't appreciate it enough, my friend. Uh, This is a 2018 batch. Now, the story about this is that Booker would oftentimes find a lot of his staff and workers gravitate into certain barrels within the rickhouse. So think about having an end-of-day beer. They would have an end-of-day bourbon. And he would kind of find what barrels they were gravitating to, and he would then combine them into this special blend or special batch that he would create right here. So Kentucky Chew, uh, I don't have the bottle with me, but I found it online. The bottle reads, Booker's Batch 2018-03 is named in tribute to founding distiller Booker No and his signature way of tasting bourbon. The term first coined by a whiskey writer decades ago who enjoyed a bourbon tasting with Booker Uh, To get a good Kentucky chew, Booker would take a sip of bourbon, work it around his mouth, and then smack his lips a few times in such a way that it appeared like he was chewing on the liquid. According to Booker, this technique allowed the bourbon to coat his entire mouth so he could access all the nuanced flavors and finish of the whiskey. Today, current master distiller Booker's son, Fred No, uses his dad's Kentucky chew uh, method to ensure Booker's bourbon embodies and upholds the standards and taste profile that Booker demanded for his namesake bourbon. Kentucky Chew. I watched a documentary uh, about bourbon in general, and Fred Noe was featured on there, Master Stiller Jim Beam. 
He cracked open a barrel and he took himself a sip. And boy, that guy was smacking his lips, chewing quite loudly. So maybe we'll do a Kentucky Chew here, but let's get into this bourbon. Thank you again, Don. Love me some gas strength bourbon. Love it. Looking at the color. Dark. Nice and dark. Good mahogany. Little amber mahogany. Perfect color on this one. This one's dark, but not like super, super dark. I think this, this rate's a high 10 out of 10 for color, in my opinion. Let's get into the nose. <sighs> Delightful. I'm getting kind of a toasted oak. I'm getting a little bit of nuttiness, like almond. Almost like amaretto almond. Toasted oak, a little bit of caramel, caramel, caramel. But yeah, toasted oak is the driver on this particular nose. That's what I'm getting the majority of. Now, I found with Booker uh, bourbons that I like to let it sit open for a little while. So this has been sitting for about 15 minutes in my glass, room temp, of course. Let's go and take a taste. If you drink along with me, please cheers along. As I say, but cheer yourself. Screw to the people. Think and drink more. Cheers out there. <laughs> I try to hold it in. Yeah, haven't eaten anything yet today. Just taken down a little bit of a 126.7. No problem. So... Flavor palette got to me. Take our taste because why not? <coughs> I tried chewing it. It got into the nasal cavity there. Mmm. However, this is a delightful bourbon. Do I dare say this is actually impressing me more than the version I have being the front porch bourbon? This is, um... This is delicious. Thank you so much, Don. Okay, get to the nitty gritty here. I'm gonna take another taste. Boy, I have to say that this is actually reminding me, believe it or not, of this year's, I guess 2018's version of George T. Stagg. Now, that's a uh, Buffalo Trace product, is a Jim Beam product. But as far as George T. Stagg goes, there are these chocolate notes in the Booker's um, Kentucky Chew, almost like kind of a cocoa, cacao uh, note in this particular bourbon. So I am getting kind of this toasted, sweet caramel, almost like burnt caramel. And then I'm getting a little bit of that cocoa nib or chocolate kind of in the mid palate, which is ending into almost like these dark fruit notes and baking spice notes. What does that all mean? So I'm getting kind of burnt slash toasted caramel that fades slightly in the mid palate to this kind of subtle chocolate flavor. Then it rises again towards the back of the palate where you're getting this baking spice and dark fruit, almost like black cherry-esque, but very subtle, but baking spice forward. Take another taste. I'm gonna try to chew it also without coughing. Mm. Finish is long and strong. Warming hug down the esophagus. Viscosity is thick. Oh boy, that's a thick bourbon. Again, reminiscent of George T. Stagg. I don't know what it is, but just those chocolate notes are just kind of invoking uh, George T. Stagg-esque 
flavor. And when you're comparing stuff to the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, well, that's a good thing. I don't know if I want to add water to this. Gosh, only uh, Don, I'm gonna have to get another sample from you, buddy. Or I'm gonna need to. Here, I'll, I'll have to do a good trade with you. I got some good stuff for you. So then, um, I might ask for more of this, quite honestly. Take out our taste. Oh, man. I mean, um, trade, um, trading cards. T trading cards. Trading, you know, cards between two adult men. Nothing weird about that. Well, on that note, I think it's time to add some water to this puppy. See how it opens up. See how the flavors react. We'll be right back after a quick word. All right. Now, leaving off on that awkward note, we have some water that has been added to this bourbon. You know, and I know, of course, I'll be adding some of the old limestone mixing water, the official companion of Kentucky bourbon. It's limestone filtered from the heartland herself of Kentucky. Great for adding uh, water to your neat pours or whatever you have in your glass, not to mention use as a mixer in cocktails, making simple syrups, or of course, freezing in ice cubes. Pick up a bottle of yours on Amazon.com for about 5 to $6. That is the best price I can find. They come in one liter bottles and last you a long time. Good bang for your buck. Old Limestone. Check them out. So I got the water poured in the... Kentucky Chew, the Booker's Bourbon. Look, you can know it's time with water added. Mmm. Okay, so nose is not really changing too much. Still get that toasted oak. Sweet caramel. Love it. Really nice nose on this. Let's take a taste, this time with water added. Mmm. Why the thickness is still there, the viscosity is still there, man. Hmm. So the water is just taking the, um, the 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 big schmack in the face that this bourbon offers, just down a little peg. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing. The flavors are all still there. It's all still pinpointable. Look it up. And uh, you know, at a one twenty six point seven proof, that's all. That's pretty high. You know, it's getting into like Elijah Craig territory, barrel proof. And uh, this is just, you know, it's taking it down just a hint, just a notch. Take another taste. Hmm. You know, the water, you know, the water is definitely bringing out just a little bit more spiciness towards the back end, making those bacon spices a little more prevalent. I still get the chocolate notes in the middle and the uh, kind of burnt caramel, you know, that's still there. All the flavors are still there, which is a little different because usually the water is going to change the flavor profile a little bit. It's just making different sections of the palate a little bit more pronounced. I'm getting more on the back end, less on the front end, and middle has stayed the same. Let me kill my glass. Mmm. This is a delightful bourbon. Man. Heck with the front porch batch. I wish I had the music of Kentucky Chew. You know, the front porch I didn't dislike. That's the review I did earlier uh, on Booker's. You know, I didn't dislike it at all, but it didn't win in my blind flight taste test. This may have had a good chance. It's got those flavors that I look for in bourbons I really enjoy. Uh, a lot of those kind of chocolatey flavors you get in Elijah Craig, you get in George T. Stagg. Solid bourbon. Thank you, Don. 
Appreciate it, my friend. Hope things are going well for you and your wife. Um, man. Well, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah. Let me get into the rating system here. Let's get into value. Okay, so bookers, depending on where you're going to be in the world, you're going to pay probably 80. I've seen it from as low as 75 all the way as high as 100. So 75 to 100 is the range that you're going to pay here in Washington. That is with the absorbent Washington State liquor taxes. Heck with you. Um, I think that this bottle is good at any of those prices. From 75 to 100, I think I would pick up this bottle. Now, obviously for 100, I'm going to think a little bit harder. I'm going to think twice. I'm going to say, is this worth it? How's my rent? That kind of a thing. Um, but if you can find this bottle for around 80, I think if you find this around 80, that is an A value. A for awesome value. If you can get it for around 80 bucks. If you're looking towards 100, you know, if you can afford it, splurge a little bit, I guess. But dang, you know, if I could pick this up for 80, I probably would definitely pick it up 80 bucks in a heartbeat, tell you the truth. That's how good it is. This is reminiscent of an antique collection bottle. It, uh, you know, bottles that will retail around 120 to 150. Now, the secondary market, they're going to cost you about a thousand bucks, maybe more on the secondary market. Uh, I don't think this one will command that. And, and to get those flavor profiles from bottles that command secondary prices like that and are reminiscent of it, it's almost like you're getting a, a George T. Stagg value for free or for $80 or so. So that is spectacular, which all of this, if you can't already tell, my rating for flavor is going to be an A. This is an A bourbon for flavor that you pick it up, an A rating for value. It's a double A bourbon. That's awesome. I don't get very many of those, quite honestly. And the more and more I'm thinking about it, the more and more I'm like, hey, how was this? How was the flavor profile? I would dive into multiple glasses if I had more. Shucks. Very, very good bourbon. It goes to show you with the different releases and different batches of Booker's or any other you know, small batch release bourbon, the differences can be night and day because this to me blows the version I have, the front porch bourbon, out of the water. I mean, it's like uh, different versions of Elijah Craig are winning Whiskey Advocates Bourbon of the Year and, and others aren't even being talked about. Well done. Well done, Jim Beam, on this. Awesome. So, Go ahead, if you do see the Kentucky Chew, pick it up. I don't know if you can still find it. Oh, they might be kind of sitting around on your uh, dusty shelf, maybe. But if you find the Kentucky Chew, pick it up. I know I will be looking for it myself the next time I'm in my local liquor store. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you again to Don for sending me this. Really appreciate it. I sent me the trading cards. Sending me the trading card that I just reviewed for you. Balkers for trading cards. All right. Drinking on empty stomach. I'm going to leave you guys at that. Hope you guys are having a great work week thus far. Remember, without bourbon, what's the point? Keep getting those bourbon gains, both in the gym, being healthy, and lifestyle, body, and mind. And I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers out there.